Now it is time for the rural news with Sally Winley. Kia ora, Sally. Uh, primary industry's top researchers and innovators have been recognised for their work. Yes, they certainly have. Yeah, this year's primary industry awards were held in Wellington last night. The Fibre Producer Award went to a Kaitunga based sawmill opened by owned by 141, which has just about halved its greenhouse gas emissions over the last decade. Its general manager, Tracy Goss, says everyone at the mill is thrilled as they've worked hard to cause less pollution. We've dropped about 45% in our emissions, which is around um, not selling green lumber, kiln drying more, um, utilising sawdust for energy, and also diversification in markets. So rather than exporting, uh, we've been able to tap more into the New Zealand domestic market, reducing our emissions as well. And Tracy Goss says the mill has also been focusing on efficiency with improved equipment to process more wood faster. He says something else the company's proud of is pivoting to supply the domestic market as well. When COVID came around, there was a real um, shortage of shipping, uh, yet we saw an opportunity in the New Zealand market when the likes of Mitertens and ITMs were um, short of wood fibre and so we took that fibre that we were selling uh, into the Australian market and diverted some of that into the New Zealand market and worked on supporting them that were short of wood fibre. The Science and Research Award went to Ag Research for its work in developing strains of ryegrass with improved insect protection. And Cambridge farmer Adam Thompson, who runs Restore Native Plant Nursery, won the Kaitiakitanga Guardianship and Conservation Award. Our mission is to make planting trees on farms easier for farmers. So uh, we grow about a million trees. We have a planting service and pre- and post-plant care. So, um, yeah, we're all about getting native trees out on farms. You know, there's a, there's a lot of thankless days where you're out in the mud and you're putting trees in the ground and uh, and you sort of, you know you're doing the right thing. So it's really cool to um, to, to be rewarded on a, on a national stage like that, that's for sure. And Mr Thompson says he wants to continue encouraging all farmers to plant native trees, as it's not that hard to do. I think there's a place for native trees on, on every farm, and, and it's a real case of, hey, don't believe everything you hear in the media, and you know, planting natives isn't that expensive if you do it well, and, and that's certainly our mission, is to, is to bring the cost down and to deliver a really good result. So, yeah, have a chat, seek some expert advice, and um, and get into it. You know, starting some, somewhere small, uh, trees around for a long time, so it's worth giving it a go. And Adam Thompson says he grows a wide spectrum of natives for farms, including manuka, petosporum and cabbage trees. The Real Estate Institute says potential farm purchases are holding back until after the general election. Rural spokesman Shane O'Brien says that's due to uncertainty about potential regulations farms and lifestyle blocks may face, depending on which political party holds power. Mr O'Brien says this is expected to continue for most of the year. I think towards the end of the year there will be some certainty around interest rates because I think the jury's still out whether they might go up a little more. You know, as I talk about around regulation with the government, depending on who's got the balance of power, and then hopefully a bit of uh, you know inflation. Inflation's affecting farmers probably as much as any business. 
And Shane O'Brien says one bank has been reporting that the current farm inflation is 15 to 16 per cent, whereas domestic inflation is around 8 per cent. Meanwhile, a high country station in central Otago is up for sale. Northburn Station is on the shores of Lake Dunstan and has more than 13,000 hectares of land across irrigated flats and terraces, as well as dry hill land and old mining sites. It runs 11,000 merino sheep and cattle and is currently leased to a local wool grower. The deadline for it to be sold is in late September. The Otago Regional Council is running workshops for farmers this week to ensure they're aware of rules around effluent storage and its discharge to land. The regulations came into force 18 months ago, requiring farmers to get resource consent to deal with effluent. The rollout of the new rules is being staggered based on storage capacity. Those with less storage will need consent first. Council Consents Manager Alexandra King says they're holding the meetings to help farmers better understand their legal requirements. We've got people from con- consents there who will be uh, running through the consents process. So we're aware that that can be quite a daunting process to some. So we want to take that opportunity to talk people through that. Um, and then we'll be talking through the rules and running through some scenarios so that farmers um, know what is required and what information they need. And then we also have people from compliance there to talk through that dairy monitoring program and compliance in the space. And then further to that, we've also got industry experts to offer guidance and talk through um, some scenarios and what kind of information requirements are needed for farmers. Ms King says all farmers need to achieve resource consent by the end of 2025. I think these workshops are a really great way of us ensuring that people are and then if people aren't able to to go to the workshops we've got our public inquiries team who are always happy to have a chat so we um, are always help, wanting to be helpful to the community and um, ensure that people are aware that's really what we're trying to make sure that people know that these rules are coming know what's required of them so that they know that um, and understand why they need consent as well so with the intense winter grazing workshops that we ran recently we had really awesome uptake from the community we had quite a few people get consent and have that understanding and we kind of want to continue that momentum with effluent consents And the first meeting is this afternoon in Middleton, and the next one is on Thursday in Weston. A North Island sheep milk company says its expansion plan is on track, with 3,000 more ewes added to the mob this year. Last year, Spring Sheep Milk Company started a $20 million program to move its business from a pilot phase to an established primary industry. Chief Executive Nick Hammond says great progress is being made with the number of sheep farms increasing this year. And there's a few different dynamics that we've been working on. Uh, One of them in particular was to expand into the Taranaki region. And we've got our first two farms successfully operating there, which is uh, fantastic with PKW. Uh, We've also done a lot of work this year on farmer resilience. So we put a few programs in place to support farmers' development and really just noting there's been a lot of sort of additional pressures on the farming community over the last year. How can we get alongside our farmers and ensure they're much more resilient from a farming perspective? So it's been a big project this year and obviously we're continuing to expand our markets and product lines as well. Nick Hammond says Spring Sheep Milk Company has just signed a deal with China's Neptunus Food, which will increase sales.
Wool-scouring company Woolworks has launched a new division to create projects and innovations in a bid to lift the price of wool. Chairperson Rob Hewitt says the new business arm will be called Woolworks Ventures. He says most of the country's strong wool comes through the company's scouring plants, so it's in a good place to drive change in the sector. There's certainly supply chain opportunities to um, to to alter existing supply chains uh, in collaboration with existing partners to take costs out. There's a lot of duplication, and I think partners are willing to consider that now, whereas previously everybody's sort of done their own thing. There's certainly opportunities in pharmaceutical use, and that's not around the fibre itself, or not only around the fibre itself, but the you know the the pharmaceutical byproducts that come out, the lanolin and cholesterol in particular, through the scouring process. Farmers have been struggling with low wool prices for a few years now. Sometimes the amount they're paid doesn't even cover the cost of sharing. Rob Hewitt says that needs to change. We are acutely conscious of farm gate pricing for farmers and uh, and how it has been uneconomic for some time on farm for, for strong wool production. Uh, and we are very keen for these initiatives that we are uh, wanting to get up that they are reflected back into the farm gate somehow. So that's going to require quite a bit of change potentially in the way that business is done as well. That's Rob Hewitt and that's the Rural News for today. Kia pai te Kia ora. thank you very much for that Sally.